0: you're listening to girls gone what this is joy and this is claire and this is episode 89 <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping claire's we're in moab staying,
1: i'm in moab we're staying at our friend's house and our friend owns the the curbside recycling and i would like to say that this episode is brought to you by green solutions in moab um which is you know not
0: really that true but it kind of <laughs>
1: I'm seeing it as house, so it's kind of sponsored.
0: That is kind of cool. Are you having a good time?
1: <laughs> yes, we're having a great time. We got here last Friday at like 2 in the morning. We rolled up, and on Friday morning, we got in the car and drove to a couple hours away, got on the river, and we spent three days in the river on the San Juan. It was super mellow, like three small rapids the whole time, but... Really, really fun. Beautiful, beautiful weather. Uh, Brandon turned thirty. Happy birthday, Brandon! Happy birthday! And oh, no, his Brandon. friend, his friend Jessica, um, from high school and college, came out because her birthday was the next day. And so, like when they were younger, they used to always celebrate together. So she came out, and it was her birthday on Sundays. Happy birthday, Jessica! Happy birthday, Jessica! And uh, she was thirty-two. So we had like a double birthday. We made a pineapple upside down cake in the Dutch oven over some hot coals on the river.
0: And it was so good. I think I... Where did I see a picture of that? Facebook. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) That looked amazing. So good.
1: And then we... What else did we do? Uh, We got off the river on Sunday night. And then the last couple of days, we've just been like hanging out in Moab, which is my favorite place. And it's the best here. Everything is... The best. And it's been really warm. And today we tried to go canyoneering, but we got lost. So we just went on a hike, which is a nice way of saying that we wandered around for like <laughs> two hours in the desert. And, you know, then we returned unharmed. Luckily, we never got that far away from the car. We were just sort of like spanning out. And then I took a nap and that was great. I've been taking so many naps. And then we went and got sushi. Except the sushi place had a 20 minute wait, so we went down
0: the street and got ice cream sundays while we were waiting. Oh my gosh. It's been a great day. That it's been a great week. Like a great vacation.
1: Yes, so it has wait, been really.
0: Good. What day is Brandon's actual birthday? Pi day. Oh,
1: cool. Yeah, 314. Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. So it's past. And but- this
1: year Was three point one four one five, which is even more Pi Day.
0: It's like Uber Pi Pi Day, Day.
1: yeah, because that's actually like the the like digits of Pi further on.
0: Anyway, so you guys are having a good time.
1: We're having a wonderful time.
0: How's it going over there in Denver? Oh, Denver's beautiful. You're missing some really good weather. Um, Well, but you're you know I I think you're in a you're in a pretty magical place. Um, Yeah, (laughs) things are good here. The weather was like eighty degrees. I mean, let's talk about the weather. <clears throat> the weather was like eighty degrees yesterday and it was so crazy. It just it made me realize how much like the sun just absolutely puts you in a good mood. Yes. It's great. Yeah, so we did fifteen three. I almost said fifteen four. Ah. I think I wanna I want this to be over. Um fifteen three on Friday and it was nice. My parent it was really weird. My parents were in town. Uh, over the weekend so they came to watch me do fifteen three and I was like, you guys meet my parents, she's so great.
1: <laughs> guys, these are my parents. They're the best. It
0: felt kinda nerdy, but I also <laughs> knew they really wanted to come watch because, you know, they really wanted to check it out. Um, so they came and watched Fifteen Three. And there weren't as many people there this time, which was kinda nice. It I don't know why, I feel like you know, things start to die down after the first one. So it wasn't as crowded, not not a ton of people hanging out. But it was fun cool. still and like I couldn't I still <gasps> Okay, I
1: sorry. What? Did you just hear that? No. Oh Brad po- Brad, who's the owner of the house I'm saying, I just opened the door and poked his head in and said, Hello, girls gone wad
0: universe. <laughs> Stop trying to insert yourself into the podcast. This <laughs> was
1: a little weird, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, it keep
0: So <laughs> <laughs> um it's okay my cat is trying to insert herself into the podcast right now too Pretty much she's the same like, thing yeah <laughs> she sits outside the door and meows because I have the door shut and she's just like you guys you guys thanks
1: yeah anyway so your parents were there so my and parents was-
0: were there and um it I couldn't walk for like I still I think I'm barely I'm at the tail end of of being sore from this um, yeah from all the wall walk. balls holy moly I have not Oh, uh, let's see. Remember when we did Girls Gone Rex and I did, the, tw- yes. we did, the-, oh. did like the 20 back squats at whatever? That was the
1: worst. Yeah. None of us could walk
0: for like yep. a week. That's how it felt. That's how it felt.
1: Wow. Yeah. More reasons I am so glad I didn't do the open. Every yeah. time you- every time anyone talks about the open, I'm like, wow, yeah, I'm still real glad I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah. It was, yeah, it was really, really, really bad, but like in a good way. It was definitely a lung burner, like the
1: the
0: single, you know what I found really difficult was the single unders to pace. It was really difficult. So you know how we're so used to just doing the double unders and you have like a timing with your double unders, but the single unders is you want to go faster, but you can't. And you have to kind of like time your jumps anyway. Yeah, it was, but it was good. It was, um, I was glad to have it over. It was just one of those things where you're like. The next day and then the day after how the soreness just keeps getting worse and you're like oh my gosh
1: and wall balls are so I feel like wall balls are always so sneaky because you're out of breath but like your legs I mean your legs definitely get tired yeah but I don't feel like they get fatigued to the point that they that you really realize how sore you're gonna be yeah so that afterwards, it's, you're like, "Why? Oh, that's why."
0: Yeah, it's kind of deceiving. It's yeah. definitely kind of deceiving. So, um, but I'm I don't know. What are you thinking about this week? I feel um, like burpees are definitely in. the Yeah, future. it's
1: got to be burpees soon. It's be burpees eventually. Um, let me think. We haven't seen cleans or front squats yet. So I could definitely see either or we haven't seen thrusters yet either, have we? No thrusters. So some people are saying burpees and thrusters, but yeah.
0: If he did that again, that would just not be creative. I know. I feel like I don't know why I'm thinking like, what if they did something like (laughs) fifteen four is fifteen one? Like How would it be the worst? I that would decision. be really bad. It would be a horrible decision. I really hope they don't <laughs> go that crazy. It's like they're getting too meta. Like, all right, you guys yeah. just knock it off.
1: How much have you improved in the last three weeks?
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I don't think that would be. But that would be helpful. There were a lot of articles. I mean, people were going back and forth with the muscle up thing. There was so much controversy oh in my the gosh. fast Keep world on. over it. Yeah. So many people were getting pissed. And I was reading a lot of the comments on, you know, CrossFit HQ like their, oh you know, Facebook yes. pages and stuff and I mean there were two camps. There was one camp that was like I can't believe you would program something like, you, I want my $20 back. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> You know, I, I can't believe I'm doing the open and you're, you know, making me right. pay for something I can't do. And then the other camp was like, oh, you, you have to be, and that's an RX athlete is if you have a muscle up and, you know, yeah. that's what you really should know if you're truly a CrossFitter and, or, you know, that's what you want to work towards and strive for. And I was just like, oh, this is really funny. People had like serious opinions about this. Yeah. Oh, what was your opinion? My opinion was probably the latter. So I was more along the lines of, you know, this is a this is a CrossFit move. And I thought it was pretty genius that Dave Castro programmed something that all the CrossFit world wanted to talk about because let's be honest. Yep. Publicity is publicity. It's good yep. or bad. And so um, the more people were talking about it. I I just thought it was a brilliant move on his part because you, yeah. know, you know how we feel about Dave Castro but um uh, <laughs> and his interviewing skills. But oh gosh. The, just the way that he programmed that, I think that was a good move on his part. And uh yeah, I mean all I the amazing smart. all the amazing pictures and videos of people getting their first muscle up. I'm like, come on, that's so cool. That was pretty and, brilliant. And I really do think it's like if you don't I mean,
1: really, if you, how do I put this? Like, I think I'll, i know I saw a lot of people who commented and were like, I am disappointed because I didn't, I was really hoping to, that I was going to be able to go through the whole open RX. And part of me is like, muscle ups were bound to show up. They have shown up every year, you know, like they, they've shown up a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you don't have a muscle up, like I feel like the muscle-up is a very, how to, like, um, almost, like, a very defining movement in terms of, like, your progression as a
0: CrossFitter. Yeah.
1: Because it, it is a milestone in strength, a milestone in, you know, it's a milestone in a lot of things. And so if you don't have a muscle-up, like, can you really consider yourself an RX athlete? And in that sense, like, if... You got super butthurt about the fact that you weren't going to be able to go RX. Like, if you don't, if you don't even, if you're not even to the point that you have muscle ups, then like, what were you expecting?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what really threw a wrench in everyone's plans was that they were programmed first. Exactly. So everyone was kind of like, we're so used to, in my opinion, being babied by we can format it to make ourselves feel good, that we can do the open. And I think this really kind of threw us for a loop. And I think in a way, in a huge way, it challenged everyone to kind of go, all right, man, I'm taken out of the game immediately um, because I don't have this. And I I kind of, I agree with his programming. I'm just going to be honest. I think that he went into this open with the mindset of, we're going to get the best of the best to regionals and we're going to get the best of the best at the games. And I think this is his way of saying that.
1: And I think also like, I mean, we could talk about this all day. and It's been talked about, but like, I think that, um, it's, like, with the introduction of the scale division, it really changed it from, like, this is an event to everyone to, like, okay, no now our goal is to pull out the best of the best and to find them and track them down and get them to where they need to be rather than to create this, like, inclusive event that anyone can do. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just feel like if you, you know, like, if you don't have a muscle-up, you're not sitting there thinking, like, man, I, I, I think I'm going to make it to regionals this year.
0: And right. so, like,
1: at what point, so part of me is, like, so what that you, you know, that you had to scale. So what that you couldn't go RX because you weren't going to get through the whole, like ups weren't going to show up.
0: Well, the other thing that, that comes to mind is that, you and I have talked about how the open is a way for all of us to kind of feel like we're competing with the pros. Like we're, like we're included and we're like in this Uh all together. And this was really feeling like a distance from that. Like, but but let's be honest, CrossFit is getting more and more difficult to be a competitive athlete and to be a pro it's getting more difficult to do that. So we can't, we can't just get comfortable to think that we're going to be like, you know, I think in a way people love CrossFit is because it is so, you can, it almost feels like you can touch the, like you can, you're very close to the pros. Like, yeah, they're, you're they're, having the
1: same experience. You're having the same
0: experience and they're like within reach in a weird way, but now yeah. it's like, they're just dis- distancing themselves. Like not unlike a professional basketball player. I mean, look at those right. pictures of Camille with LeBron James. Like, are you kidding me? So, I right. mean, it's, it's taking off. Nike's getting on now and Lauren, um, Fisher. Fisher is a Nike. Our yeah, is like on Nike women now. She's a model for Nike women. And so like yeah. that is just this is right. this is like, a sign of the times that we can't expect ourselves to kind of feel like we're even remotely in the same game anymore. Hence right. the scale division now. Like they're adding yeah. the scale. I mean that's I just I see where they're going and I totally agree with it.
1: Yep, I agree. Um that being said, this week, I think I don't think they're going to do burpees and thrusters together again. Because last year, 14.5 5- was so brutal. And not only was it brutal, but a lot of people really got injured. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of people got rhabdo in 14.5. And I think it was because up until, you know, up up through that workout, every single open workout had been advertised as, like, these are workouts for every CrossFitter. You know, these are places for you to push your limits to, like, go to a place that you haven't been before, physically, and you know. Then people were like, "All right, if you want me, if you want me to do this for, if you want me to struggle with this for twenty five minutes, I will." And then they did, and they got really injured. Yeah. And people who shouldn't be doing, I mean, it was what like eighty five. It came up to like eighty five reps or something, or of sixty five pound thrusters. Ugh. Like, people who shouldn't be doing that many of that weight were like, well, Dave Castro said that opens for everybody. Yeah. So, I don't see something like that happening again um, to, with a workout that close to it. Unless he puts a time cap on it for the scale division. Yeah. Dear Lord, that would be fantastic. And I'm, I'm, you know, saying this as usual from the standpoint of someone who is not competing. Yeah. But, like, I just remember when he was like, what it, what, ugh, what was his line? He goes, the clock Save you, it will not. We are all like, what is, are you
0: Yoda? What he loves here? to do that shiz. he yeah, I, I think last week he did that. He was like, this is a triplet Third right. and he like speaks in like Yoda language. It's yeah, totally, he totally Yoda language. Totally like he, l- he loves to go backwards with everything yeah.
1: You're like <laughs> I'm not sure why, but like all that's happening is that I'm getting more and more irritated yeah. every time
0: you like every need, time you don't just like say it it's like you need like a decoder ring to listen to him yeah <laughs> uh. oh that's funny what did you think about the people did you hear i mean you've been kind of out of the loop with i i was joking with claire today on text message that i'm like i feel like you like live in a cave or like yeah. i can't reach you like, like you,
1: she was like i was like you know what time do you want to call tonight and she's like do you even have headphones where are you <laughs> I was like I, yesterday, I'm walking around on my knuckles in a loincloth in a cave. Like I am in a house, like not out of the town. Like five thousand people live here.
0: I'm just like for whatever reason. I mean, because every time I see pictures of you and Moab, you're like, like sitting in the dirt somewhere.
1: Sitting, <laughs> yes, I'm out. I'm actually out grinding corn right now. So it's like Claire, can ridiculous. you really Skype tonight? Like where are you? Oh, exactly. Actually, guys, this is an amazing technology brought to you by a, the longest tin can string phone ever.
0: And rabbit ears. You put some rabbit <laughs> ears out? <up>? Yeah, <laughs> on my actual head. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest visual. Anyway, so uh-huh. I, I I understand you've been in the, you know, off the grid. <laughs> I mean,
1: and- <laughs> I haven't really been that far.
0: Just but but uh, did you hear about the people? I guess there was some controversy going around of like people trying to enter a zero for four, for fifteen three yeah. three and being like, Oh, at least I tried a muscle. Right. And it was like, no,
1: no, mm-hmm. that, that I think was an ego thing. Yeah. It's just like, if you are so like obsessed with going RX that you would rather take a zero RX than get like 400 reps scaled. Yeah. Then you need to freaking check your ego because like you are not. I think all this week we saw a lot of people you know start to feel like they were too good for RX. Yeah. Or for scaled. Too, or too good for scaled. For scaled, yeah. And it's like if if you don't have a muscle up, you are not too good for scaled. You are a scaled athlete. You know, like, like I, I think, I keep going back to think he was brilliant, what Leah said in our 15.1 interview with her. Yeah. Like, if the standard for an RX athlete should be that you can complete every single girl's workout prescribed.
0: Oh, yeah. That's I a think good, that is a yeah. brilliant. That's a good measuring stick.
1: Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And I think that that is, you know, the way that CrossFit really has set it up where it's like, here are the standards, here are the baseline, or here are the... Um, you know, the baseline workouts here are the, and maybe not like, you know, cause you have like the hero wads that can get really random, but I think that the, was that your cat?
0: Yes. Hold on. Okay. Let me, I'm going to get Scott to get her. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going.
1: Um, but I think the girls are really like, if you can complete every single girl's workout RX, then that is the standard by which you are an RX athlete. And I think that is a brilliant way to put it because I think it's really true. And I think that you, in the open, maybe in the games because the games also get start to get pretty random, but in the open, I don't think you're ever or probably not frequently going to see things that you wouldn't see in girls' workouts, but that does include muscle-ups, that does include handstand push-ups, that includes heavy snatches, it includes heavy deadlifts, it includes, you know, a lot of things that are, like, advanced movements, and, like, if you don't have those, then you're not an Rx athlete, and... It just is like, man, she's going crazy.
0: <laughs> so I'm like trying to ignore her. And I'm like, no. Nope. Um, Scott's probably trying to get her right now. And like, it's one of those things where the more you try to grab her, the more she meows. So <laughs> she's like being she's so.
1: Like, I'm being accosted. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Anyway. But so, like, kind of all that to say that just I think that a lot of people went into this, it went into the open being like, I'm an RX athlete. And then something came up and they were like, well, I'm an RX athlete who just will get a zero. It's fine. And it's like, no. That's a that's an ego thing. Like, you know, if you can't complete the workout, just they, like the, – the, it was still a really hard workout well, without the muscle up.
0: Wall balls are freaking hard. They are so hard. And a lot of people – it was so interesting to watch people go, oh, gosh, you know, it went from one extreme to the other. It's really hard or it's just ridiculously easy. I'm like, that was not easy. I mean, right. give me a break. I, like, for no, four days – No, you're right. Like, I mean, it just had so much to do with your motor. If you want to get a really good score. And I w I couldn't walk for 40. I'm I'm still sore. It's I'm still sore from Friday. Um, I could barely walk JT on Sunday and my legs were hurting so bad. So I'm like, I don't, that's, I do really difficult workouts and I don't get that sore. So that, you know, the open workouts scaled or RX, are meant to really push you. And I think they accomplished that. And I yeah. thought it was really just funny to watch people's reactions. Yeah. And you know, my reaction, I think initially was like, whoa, whoa, well, yeah, <laughs> I guess well. I'm going to do scale. But I, I did consider for a minute, like, well, maybe I can be one of those people that can get their first muscle up. Um, I was a little, not disappointed, but I was kind of like, well, I didn't really try it. But it, no one, I mean, I'm not blaming the gym, but no one really Encouraged us to try that. They were like, "Are you doing scaled or RX?" And I was like, "Okay." So there wasn't right. like a moment where they're like, "Oh, Joy, you should just try for 14 minutes." Like if someone maybe would have pushed me to do that, I might have considered it. But my yeah. my take on all this, and I don't want to like keep, like keep hashing this over. But I think it's I think it just brings up a lot that I I think going into the open, everyone you should have these movements before going into the open. Right. So. Yep. So there's a part of me that's like, why are you like what Leah said when we were talking the first week is you're not going to get anything different now. So sure. People got their first muscle up. I think that's amazing. I think that's a testimony to how great the, the, the environment is when you're competing and when people are cheering you on, I think that's a really, really cool thing. And obviously it works. Right. But those people were probably so darn close to getting a muscle up to begin with. You're not going to go in and get something super, super technical, similar to double unders out of nowhere. So they were probably, you know, practicing and practicing enough to where that extra push and that extra adrenaline was like all they needed, which is amazing. And I just don't know if I agree with people, myself included, because I considered it. I'm like, well, why would I do that? Like, I don't safely, safely have the movement. Yeah. I don't even know how it feels to get it the first time. Do I want to injure myself? Do I, I mean, my shoulder's been crazy the past year. So why would I do, you know? So I just, I reading it's, it was interesting to read all the comments, to see people's reactions. Congratulations. If you got your first muscle up, that's amazing. But I think overall the mindset of just kind of going, well, I'm just gonna flail around
1: on I mean, the rings for 14 minutes because I don't want to, or, or yeah. I'm mean, gonna
0: just, or, or feeling like your ego is blown because you don't have a muscle. Up. It's like this is no not news to you that the muscle is right. gonna be, that the muscle is gonna be in the open, and it's I just think that's it, really that where
1: it came down to yeah. where it was like, why are you surprised by this? Like right. why? Like when? And and I definitely like going back to the scale version. The scaled version was not technical. And like when I first saw it, I mean, you know, obviously reiterating us as I do every single time that I'm not doing it. But like when I saw a scaled version, I was like, that's lame. Like if I saw that workout on a, like programmed at the gym, I'd be like, no, I am not going today. Right. But like at the same time, it was so approachable and it just kind of irritated me because like the week before you had pull-ups and everyone was like, well, that's not scaled. I can't do a pull-up. And then this week, they're like, that's too scaled. This is too easy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what do you want exactly? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, one week, you say that it's not skilled enough. And the next week, you say that it's too easy. And, like, maybe just go with it. And, you know, like, just, just – and, like, I think what this all comes back to is how – crazy people get about the, the open and ha- like how much I just every single time somebody brings up an open workout I just want to grab them by the shoulders and be like this is just another workout yeah it just happens to be that a lot of other people are also doing it but like at the end of the day this is just another workout yeah and you have to just treat it like that because if you don't then that's when you like start to go kind of cuckoo
0: well, it's really easy to fall into the comparison route. I mean, think yeah. about it when I was scrolling Instagram today and I was just thinking about how when I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm looking at people working out, I'm looking at them doing their deadlifts or their pull-ups or what have you, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, good for them. That's great. Like we're all working on different things, but this is the only time of year where we're all doing the same thing right. and everyone's posting their scores and everyone's posting videos of them doing the same thing. So we're kind of like in this bubble of everyone comparing yep, all the time definitely and did right. and- yeah. And the leaderboard. And I don't want to sound like we're bashing the open. I just think that as it becomes more popular, um, you need to just take it, take some perspective, take some perspective. And, you know, cause I don't want to be like, Oh, the Open's so dumb and have us be kind of hypocritical here because we yeah. love this sport and we love the community. I just, and maybe I'm just speaking like from my own personal journey through this, of just kind of looking at you know, how it affects me. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an angel mm-hmm. here either. I totally get caught up in it. But I think that um, it's just really, really funny because we are so, such a supportive, we claim to be such a supportive community. And then here's a time when we all have to, com- like, quote unquote, compete against each other. And it just kind of yep. gets really weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. It's it
0: weird. Yeah. It just got weird. So... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. I will, yeah, I'm ready for the, I'm ready to just be able to go back to just doing workouts and, like, everybody kind of just doing their thing and being happy about it.
0: Yeah. Or maybe we just change our mindset because I think it's a great thing. I just feel like it's, and I don't know if everyone feels the same way. It's just how I feel. I just, I don't know. I just feel People like are you're, crazy. Thr- you're thrown People into are this, crazy. like, competitive world where I'm like, I just want to do this for fun, you guys. Right. Like,
1: stop. I just want to. What does she say? I just want to bake a cake full of rainbows. And smiles. And and everyone can eat it and be happy. She doesn't doesn't even go here. here. (laughs) Everything. Mean Girls
0: applies to everything. That should be the name of our podcast. Do you remember like last week when I told you that I was like, oh, I had a quote and I couldn't remember it? Yes. It was, I don't know if this is not going to be funny at all, but it was, um, it was the I don't know what situation we were talking about, but it was the one where she's like, we should all just stab Caesar.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Our this podcast should just be called Mean Girls References with Occasionally Some CrossFit. Yeah.
0: We should just, we really should change the name to Tina yeah. Fey, Tina Fey Lovers. Um. <laughs> I, and now I had this. Never mind. I'm Tina not even going to say it. I'm not even going well, to say
1: it. Tina Fey has a wonderful quote that says, Lovers, that word bows me out unless it's between meat and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, All right. That's
0: good. Um, would you like to do some Q&A or do you want to? I don't know. Okay.
1: That's, I don't have anything else, really, because okay. I have to do really So I did really F up my sciatic nerve, though, and I'm a little bit worried about it. Oh, I, like, okay, so remember, like, three weeks ago when I was, like, I twisted funny in the car and, like, picked up my backpack out of the back and I was, like, I pulled my butt muscle and I was, like, what the heck? You know, I was supposed to be a functional athlete and, I like, break my shit pulling my backpack out of the car. Well, it has accelerated quite rapidly into, like, a really horrible sciatic thing going on. Oh, no. And it's bad. Like, I am, like have it like I can't walk for very long without it hurting I like stretch it but then if I stretch it too much then it gets worse you need to go see dr jen I need to go see dr jen real bad yeah I really do because things are going downhill quickly with my sciatic
0: nerve yeah that's not good
1: no it's not good anyway that's really all there is to update (laughs) that but I did a workout like must have been like a week ago with wall balls, and I, it hurt so bad that night. And I was like, okay, well, oh. never mind. And then, you know, sleeping on the ground for two nights didn't help. How do you feel about ice baths? Um, I don't hate them. I don't think they're effective for, for like, injuries that are older than a couple of hours. I, think, I feel that way in general about ice. Okay. Like, unless you ice something right when it happens... To prevent swelling in the first place, I don't think it does anything
0: okay i've I've read some mixed things about it, so if anyone listening has a strong opinion about it, write us um, I used to take ice baths when I was training for the marathon, no half marathon um a few years ago, and I don't know i mean i I don't ever really i i mean it's freaking cold i don't ever really feel like. It was a huge difference either way, but I remember seeing uh, way back in the day the regionals athletes had like huge ice baths outside of the tents, so that they'd go like yeah. jump in after a workout. I'm like, oh
1: I could see that like literally right after a workout. Yeah, but yeah. or like even later that day. Because don't I they think, like later yeah. on? No, yeah.
0: Do they have it at the Denver Recovery Center or whatever it's called? Yeah, the they athletic? have
1: like a cold tub. It's not an ice bath, but it's, like, a hot tub that's kept at, like,
0: 52 degrees or something, and it's miserable. Oh, I remember. Yes, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so let's get to some questions. Um, Sydney asked a really good question. She said, would you ever consider another team competition and raffle for a listener as your second or third partner? Maybe another <laughs> girl's gunner or ex. Well, that would require us kicking Beth out of the competition. <laughs> Um, which we really like our partner, Beth, but I think that's a really cute idea. And I think it's a cute idea. My initial reaction was like, would people really want to enter a raffle to compete with us? Like to be on our yeah, team? That feels like a little bit presumptuous. And I
1: was like, it You're does. so awesome that you obviously want to compete with us. It
0: did kind of feel like that where I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'd do a raffle like to spend time with us. That feels kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're just such a big deal. <laughs> um, which, by the way, speaking of a big deal, I had my first celebrity sighting on Saturday.
1: <laughs> you mean someone else had their first celebrity sighting of, of
0: you? Of me. I like to call it my celebrity sighting. And Claire's like, you mean you were the celebrity? <laughs> I was walking on Pearl Street in Boulder with my mom, and we were just... With your mom? Yeah, with my mom. Even cooler. <laughs>
1: it makes it way cooler actually so cool
0: um, Um, yeah (laughs) so we were walking down pearl street and um we were walking like across the little courtyard or whatever and someone like it was one of those moments where i thought she was like looking at someone behind me so i was just kind of like talking to my mom and she's like racing towards me and i was like uh uh, hi hi, do i know you and she's like your girl's gone what i was like yes and then (laughs) we talked for a little bit she goes to deco Nice. What Ellie. was her name? Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. Hi, Ellie. Hi, Ellie. And uh, anyway, my mom was like really impressed after that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, if, of all the people you need to impress, your mom is pretty high.
0: <laughs> yeah. She was like, wow, miss. My nickname is Missy. She's like, wow. That's pretty cool. And then she told Scott, and Scott was like, really? Even Scott was impressed. So I was like, see? <laughs> yeah, your
1: mom and your husband. I mean, if you need to impress someone, myself and <laughs> them.
0: It was pretty funny. Yeah, she was really cute. So, um anyway, so I don't know if we would do a raffle, but maybe if anyone, you know, if you guys have some competitions, you need some partners, you can call us. Yeah, call Joy. Call <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Call
1: Joy. Um yes, that would be funny. I don't know. We could we could think of something. Yeah. Um Matt you're home.
0: I'll up the, I'll pull up the okay. questions too. Matt Crowley, this is so funny. Matt Crowley goes to my 5:30 a.m. class, and I every time he writes us or comments on some uh, on our posts on Facebook, I always think, Matt, you still listen to this podcast? He's like one of our dedicated listeners, like underground listeners. Like I know he <laughs> probably wouldn't admit it, but
1: he's so great. Maybe him and like Chris Garfield get together and listen. Totally.
0: Super Fan Chris G. You guys, he still exists. He's doing well. So <laughs> Matt. Matt wrote us on our uh, comments and said, how many kindergartners could you beat in a fight? This matters.
1: (laughs) He has a kindergartner, doesn't he? Right, he he does. Um, I would say, I don't know, kindergartners are scrappy, and they win you over with sympathy and then kick you when you're down. Yeah. So
0: So I'm thinking maybe two. (laughs) Yes. Um, Sandy, Mom Sandy, uh, wants to know... Well, this might be a hard one, so we might have to come back to it. But she said, tricks we might not know, like Claire's banded push-ups changed her life. Um, she says, also, then a sit-up progression. I can't even do one. I'm so ashamed. I have to hold on to the backs of my thighs. Sandy, don't be ashamed. <laughs> don't be ashamed.
1: Do hollow rocks, Sandy. Yes.
0: Holorocks. Hollow rocks. I swear, I'm not even going to say it again, because you guys have heard how much I love holorocks and supermans. <clears throat> it's a secret to life.
1: <laughs> and you get to call them supermans, which yeah. is fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Like, nothing really comes to mind. Yeah. Because I don't really know that I like sneaky. Oh, I do really like ring dips with your feet on a box. Mm. Yeah. It only works if you're strong enough to hold yourself, like, statically in between the rings. But I like it a lot better than bands because it still requires you to stabilize yourself in the rings. So but the band kind of takes away. And, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you put your feet... Like, you put a box out in front of you. Yep. Like, a couple of feet in front of you, and then you rest your feet on it. But you have to be really careful because your body will naturally want to turn it into tricep dips. And it's really easy to, like, let your rings get way far behind you, and then you're just doing tricep dips, which yeah. are significantly easier. So you have to really fight to keep the rings out. And, like, like to the point where, like, it feels like you're putting your hands in your pockets. Yeah. Like that far in front of you. Anyway.
0: Yeah. um, So, yeah. um chastity oh my gosh she had me rolling i are you looking at her question right now <laughs> uh... she says any specific advice on pull-up progressions other than just using bands um i feel like i should be strong <laughs> enough to do one pull-up at a time by now i often resemble a clip koala during wads with pull-ups i have to hug the rigs so often <laughs>
1: I totally used to have one of those things,
0: I, but you like that's like the perfect. I'm yes. gonna call that from now on. Like if you hug the rig when you're doing pull-ups, the clip koala. That's the <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I don't. I guess. I mean, like, I think it's funny, but like, maybe I don't hug the rig. So it's like a little bit lost.
0: I've never done away. that. It's, it really is like when you're like off to the side and you just like stand on one of the, you know, sometimes people put the little, oh, what's it called? When you put the little things in the rigs to hold your barbell up when you're doing oh, squats, yeah, yeah. whatever those are called. So like people will put those on the bottom. So then they'll step on it to use it like as a little step to do pull-ups right. and then they'll <laughs> they probably I'll just her. like
1: stand there and hug the rig. Okay, <laughs> I know you. That's
0: great. I love that. <laughs> oh, so, any pull-up progressions other than using bands? That's a really good one. um What about ring rows? Like yeah. the pulling, like the pulling strength would pull it. Ring is-
1: rows are good. I, but I also feel like if she's already at the point where she can do pull-ups, a ring row might be a step back.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: I really like negatives.
0: Those have helped me a ton. Yeah, negatives are great. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Chastity, I hope you know what that means. Jump up and then lower yourself down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, jump, like, do a jumping pull-up to get your chin over the bar and then, like, keeping your body super, super hollow rock position, very slowly lower yourself, like, taking at least three to five seconds, if you can, the slower the better. Yeah. And then hop up and do maybe, like, I would say at least, like, 3 sets of 5. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do that with push-ups too because I start to burn out with push-ups and TJ has advised me not to go to the knees to do push-ups. So he's like just start doing negatives. So I'll I can't push myself back up, but I'll lower myself down really slowly and then I yeah. use my knees to push myself back up when I start to fail. Uh-huh. Um and that helps a lot. So it helps your form too. your, your elbows in and you're lowering yourself down really slowly. And then to push myself back up, I just have to use my body. <laughs> right. You just flop yourself back up. Flop okay, what back other up.
1: things for pull-up?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Jumping pull-ups can be helpful, especially if like, cause it also depends on like where the heart, what the hard part is for you. Like for me, I have a, a harder, a hard part on the first, like on the lower part of the pull-up, getting myself like getting my chin over the bar that last little bit is actually not my problem. Initiating the pull up is the problem. And that I think is opposite from what a lot of people have where they don't, like they can get themselves up to where like their eyes are at the bar, but they can't get that last little pull. Right. So depending on where, what's hard for you, if the last little pull is the tricky part, um, then doing jumping pull ups can really help. If the first part is hard, then negatives can really help. The other thing that, and I know I've talked about this, but for me, my pull-up limiting factor has very little to do with my actual arm strength and a lot more to do with my grip strength.
0: Mm.
1: So maybe look at that and think like, you know, it can, I, is the reason that I can only do like, you know, three, four five linked pull-ups because my grip is failing. Yeah. And if that's the case, you can do a lot with your grip. You can do farmer's carries, but even more simply than that, you can just do like kips on the bar, like hollow body kips, not even doing full pull-ups.
0: That helps a ton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really, really focusing on your core. And I think it really helps to do the kips really fast too. Um, So a lot of times people's kips will get kind of out of control and floppy. And if you kind of think about it, I don't know, what is it? 45 degrees forward and back (laughs) where you're just like really, really um, quick and sharp with Very it. Very controlled. Yeah, yeah. like um, you should be
1: able to stop on a dime. Like if someone were to say stop, you should be able to stop without swinging. Yep, and just like boop. And um, that also, incidentally, is a great way to break in your natural grips.
0: Yes, that's a great way to go, Claire. Um, <laughs> and we need to get sp- sp- sponsored by them because know, we plug them all all the, the time. time. They, FYI, we
1: are not sponsored by them. They send no. us some stuff like that.
0: <laughs> no, but they definitely need to sponsor us um chastity <laughs> also said that she does have a strict handstand push-up so um I', don't, so man, I yeah that's that's kind of crazy I wonder if it does have to do with grip or core because I feel like anytime I cr- I practice Hell rocks and Superman's I feel like my pull-ups get better
1: however pushing in a handstand push-up and pulling in a true pull-up are very different muscularly yeah so maybe like especially with like your handstand push-up is a lot more shoulders and back or as your pull-up is a lot more your lats
0: Mm-hmm. so yeah that's a good point um because let's see I always forget which one I suck at I am good at pushing I suck at pulling right <laughs> like if, I, I think that's what it is TJ's always like you're not good at I'm good at pushing I can't pull for crap
1: that's fair yeah
0: that. yeah um, okay, so moving on. Let's see. Someone Leslie says she thinks we're overdue for a podcast field trip to Casa Bonita. I'm on board with that,
1: except that the problem is that they make you order food and you can't eat it. Casa Bonita. <laughs> uh,
0: let's see. Amber asked if you had to pick another sport and were never allowed to CrossFit anymore, what sport would you pick?
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I've seen two versions of this question, and I was wondering which one she meant. Oh. Because sometimes people will say... If you could be good at any one sport other than CrossFit, what would it be? be and that would be a different answer than True. if you could do any one sport, only do any one sport for the rest of your life, what yeah, would it be? right. So we can answer both. If I could be good at any one sport, and I guess maybe they should be the same, <laughs> because in order to get good at something, you have to do it. <laughs> yes. But I would rather just wake up and be good at it. Yeah. Personally, I think I would want to be good at gymnastics. Yeah. Mm. Because I feel like it's just fun and I think like it's something like you can do – although if I could only do one – if I had to pick another sport, we're never allowed to do CrossFit anymore. But I would be allowed to do other sports, right? So it's not like I couldn't go skiing or rafting. I would just have to do gymnastics instead of CrossFit. Oh, yeah. You can still go to Moab. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. I think I would do gymnastics instead of CrossFit. Okay. Maybe for both of those
0: questions. I would probably do swimming. I can see that. Never, I never, never, and I think it has to do with pe- people still, I don't know where I was recently where I was like, oh my gosh, I need to just start like keeping tabs of how many people ask me this. Um, I wonder if it's just because my entire life people come up to me and ask if I'm a swimmer or a volleyball player. <laughs> Are you a yes. swimmer?
1: That doesn't happen to
0: me, Dre. <laughs> yeah, it does all the time. It just happened the other week, too. I can't remember where I was, but I was just like, yep. Yeah. Nope, never was a swimmer. Nope, didn't play volleyball. Um, ballroom dancing, actually. Ballroom dancing. So weird. Yeah. Um, which I actually am thinking of. Remember, we talked about news resolutions. Yeah. And I, I'm uh, on the verge of calling the, the studio down by our house. To do, it. to do it. Yeah, I'm excited. So, um, I think You're on swimming. the verge. I'm on the verge for sure.
1: I'm trying to think if there's another one that I might pick. Because I've talked about like getting into boxing. I
0: think it'd be cool. See, these are all things that would scare the crap out of me. Like gymnastics and boxing would scare me. Really? I yeah. think it'd be fun. Yeah. I, um, I. The other one probably would be volleyball. Because I'm thinking like, uh, I have a God, theme those here. Those would be like my last two. <laughs> I have a theme here of like, Of wanting to be outside on the beach and in the ocean. That's fair.
1: I am so bad at volleyball. Like, it's not even fun for me because I'm so... The last time I played volleyball, I like, somebody served the ball, and I was like, I got it! And I was, like, backing up, trying to get it, and it hit me in the face and knocked me on my ass. And everyone was like...
0: Yeah. And I was like, no, that just happened. Not for real. Let's be clear. I suck at any sports at all. Like, remember when we played, like freaking, I don't even know what it was. Keep away or something. Dodgeball, at Jay. Were you there that day? Sandy was there. Oh yes. I would rather crawl in a hole and then do that. Like you saw how nervous I was. (laughs) That's true. Which was really funny because you were like the goalie and it was just like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, sweating bullets. I'm telling you, I hate, hate it, hate it, hate it so much. Um, I've, yeah, I just like, couldn't, couldn't handle that. So I suck at any sports, but if I had to be good at something, I think I would be really fun to do. But
1: that's not the question. If you had to be good at something, it's if you had to do anything else.
0: That's what I would do, but I'd be good at it. I'm assuming I'd be good at it. Okay. That's
1: it. <laughs> yeah. No, I am so bad at volleyball that it like wouldn't even be fun for me to start, but I don't know. Boxing could be fun. Gymnastics would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe swimming. No, I don't really have any desire to swim.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. I, let's see, how about Krista real quick? Okay. Because she asked my craziest raft guide story. Yeah. So when I was a raft guide, I, let me be very clear that I did not run big water. (laughs) I worked for a nonprofit that did trips for people with disabilities. So we ran pretty small water almost all the time. Because if you have somebody in your boat who is autistic and doesn't understand what you're saying to them, if they fall out of the boat, things are going to get very tricky very quickly. So my favorite one is that one day we had a group of, um, uh, like adjudicated youth. And so it was like a boys residential program up in Salt Lake city. And we had those kinds of groups come through kind of a lot and they came down and they were like, yeah, you know, and they had to have a certain number of staff members go with them and their staff member gets out of the car and he is this literal 600 pounds Samoan man, ginormous. They called him big Rome. He had like, he was generous and he was so big that he couldn't fit into any of the life jackets we had. So we had to strap two life jackets together, oh which is God. not, which is not legal. And, we kind of were all sitting around all the guys, and we were like, "Are you guys okay with this?" Like, I guess. Are you okay with this? Like, yeah, okay. And of course, that day I was like the the lunch boat. So basically, I was just like the boat for where people's stuff went, and I was rowing like on the. Boat. <laughs> You're insane. And Wait, do you not know the love boat? No, I do know the love boat. Okay. To- yeah. Um, I so I had a. In other words, I had an oar rig and everyone else was rowing paddle boats or was paddling a paddle boat. And so I... So Big Rome ended up on my boat. And so he's literally 600 pounds sitting in the front of my boat. And I am tiny compared to him, especially. And I'm, like, trying to row him around with his... And I basically was like, all right, so here's a modified safety talk. Don't fall out because if you do, I'm not going to be able to do anything about it. (laughs) Like, no amount of... Force is going to get, allow me to get you back in the boat on my own accord. Anyway, that was probably my favorite. He ended up. I mean, he was a wonderful guy, and he was one actually really great to have my boat because you know every single time I was the only girl on that trip. I think I think I was like one of two girls that whole season who worked there, and uh so everyone would gang up on me during water gun fights. So I just got to hide behind him the whole water gun fight and that was fantastic. But anyway, that was my that was my favorite story, is that I had to I got to row this six hundred pound
0: Samoan man named Big Rome. <laughs> Big Rome. Big Rome. That's really funny. Yes. Um I like Sandy's question. It, here she says, here's another question. Our coaches our
1: coaches very strongly feel you should not this one? Yep. Our coaches very strongly feel you should not use a lifting belt because they feel it works against you getting the move right. I'm curious about your thoughts on that.
0: Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. You're the, you're the coach. Oh, that is a tough <laughs> one. I... I, 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 wear one and I feel better wearing one, but I feel okay. Yeah. Can I back up for a yes. second? Because uh, my chiropractor has taught me how to f- push my stomach muscles out in a way. I know it's like, it's hard to explain on the podcast, but I've, talked about it before. Um, like my, when I like hurt my wrist, back, yeah. Of. When you like push your stomach, it's almost like you, you imagine pushing your sides out. So, yeah. um, she taught me how to do that. And she's taught me a couple exercises to make sure I'm doing that. So I do that in addition. So I don't rely on the lifting belt. I yeah. push and isn't the, isn't that the purpose of a lifting belt is that you can't, you have to push against it.
1: So that's what I was about to say is that if you use the lifting belt correctly, I think it can be really helpful in almost as sort of like a, like in the same way that you would use like a knee sleeve or an elbow sleeve that like it's a support rather than being a substitution. If you substitute core stability for a lifting belt, you're going to get hurt anyway. Yeah. And the other thing I think is that, um, I think that you shouldn't use lifting belt If you're lifting less than like 80% of your water max, because I do then think that it teaches you to be lazy with your core. Yeah. But if you're lifting over 80% and that's something that TJ actually had talked to me about when I first started using lifting belt, he was like, don't use it for everything. You know, just use it if you're lifting over 80%. And I think that's a really good advice. I agree. So that's my thought
0: about lifting belts. I agree. Yeah. Because it really does. I like to lift without them. Um, when I'm doing under 80, percent and then when I get heavier, it's like that, that guarantee that you're actually pushing out, um, pushing against the lifting belt. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think I feel the same way sometimes a little bit about lifting shoes. Mm. Like if you're doing a bunch of light reps, like, you know, take your shoes off, like remind your body about your, that, how to have flexible ankles.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of go back and forth with that because my squat stance is so horrible that like no amount of stretching.
1: Is. Yeah.
0: I mean, it helps me with my squat stance. Not so much right. my flexibility, my ankles is okay. Yeah. Um, it has to do with my weird, I don't know what it has to do with, but, um, it, I want, I've heard people say the same thing about, um, wrist wraps, which I'm like, dude, I can't do handstand pushups without wrist wraps or overhead squats without wrist wraps because it's just, heavy so yeah I don't I don't think it's like not learning to train your wrists the right way I'm like I just don't think it'll ever be like it's not meant to take that heavy load that much (laughs) I don't know like I don't know so um
1: and then we should talk about here hon what was the other was a big question there was mm, like one really big
0: question mental blocks a lot of people talking about this and I feel like we talk about this a lot Mm -hmm.
1: um so Leah says
0: a lot of people like doing box jumps. Like they can't get over up to the box jumps. Handstand um,
1: pushups, hand, going upside down. Yep,
0: going uh, against
1: the wall. Well, Leah actually says she has a hard time with kipping handstand pushups, which she's I'm a hot mess. I try and practice and watch YouTube videos on technique, still hasn't clicked for me. Um, my biggest thing, my biggest tip for kipping handstand pushups is make sure your hands are in front of you. So like your hands and your head are creating a triangle and when you're up against the wall you should be able to very clearly see your hands mm-hmm. because then otherwise if you kip you're just going to flop off the wall and bring your like bring your knees slowly down to your chest touch your knees are touching so you're not going out in a frog and then just pop them up and then you should be good yeah but in terms of like a mental block i think for a lot of people kipping kipping hands and push-ups can be scary because they just feel like you're kind of out of control. Yeah. And that you're going to like ricochet yourself off of the wall.
0: Yeah. And I don't, I think I just started with building a bunch of ab mats um, under my head to do regular handstand pushups. And then I started working on the kip. Yeah. Um, But that it is difficult. And I see a lot of people struggle with getting upside down and um, putting their body against the wall. So I wonder if it's um, just being upside down. And so I think the, yeah. I'm sure they've, the coaches have taught the modification of putting your hand, uh, knees on a on a box, box. jump and um, – or on a box jump <laughs> – <laughs> on a box and then doing a handstand push-up that way. And I feel like just getting comfortable with getting upside down, I wouldn't even go to the wall first. Yeah.
1: I agree with that. And I, I don't know. And, like, I think, too, it can be scary, but, like, you know, go outside in a grassy field and try to do a handstand and, and like – let, you know, let yourself fall, mm-hmm. like realize what it feels like to fall out of a handstand and realize that like, it's really not that bad. No, it's I mean, not it hurts, but yeah. it's not, you're not going to like, unless you have a preexisting injury, you're probably not going to really injure yourself. And your body is not going to just let you in the same way that like, if you tripped on the sidewalk, your body isn't going to just let you like fall like a tree down to the ground. Right. Like the same way, you know, your body kind of like, tw- like, well, you'll bend your knees and you'll,
0: you know, like stuff, will, your body will take over. I think think of yoga when we do, um, headstands. So if you don't, what I would do too, is as you work up to it and I would, I would start with the boxes, but as you work up to maybe feeling comfortable to trying to go against the wall is just do a headstand. So try to just do almost like you're somersaulting into the wall, put your head down first, and then just see if you can kick one leg up and then kick another leg up. But I wouldn't even try to extend your arms. And just like, I I think what Tiffany's saying too, is it almost feels like she's just kind of uncomfortable getting upside down, which I see a lot, especially men, um, for whatever reason. I mean, girls, I think we're all, we grew up doing cartwheels, but (laughs) (laughs) I think we're used to being upside down with that stuff. But yeah. So, um, but mental blocks are hard. I think it's just, it's, it's the idea of, oh, this is scary. And we talked about that before.
1: Yeah. And I think it's just, it's so hard to say like, what are our strategies for that? Because every mental block is such a different mental process. Yeah. But for me, my biggest thing is just like trying to work up to it. And then also really just trying to like, you know, I I'll try to do a similar movement. Like if I'm worried about a box jump, I'll stand next to the box and just like jump as high as I can. Yeah. and be like, I clearly can clear this. Yes. And then I'll walk away and then just walk back up to it and just jump. Yeah. It's like, it's the same exact thing as like, you know, you're like trying to jump, like you're trying to go down the water slide type of thing. Like just get, don't overthink it. Yeah. And box jumps are really scary in that sense. But the scary, like the, the worst box jump you're ever going to have is when you second guess yourself, right. As you're leaving the ground and end up just like
0: bonking it. Exactly. And I, um, I think what helps me, I'm, I don't struggle with our 20. What is it? I don't know. Is it 20 inch box jumps? I, I think it's the 24s is when I get a little nervous, but, yeah. um, what helps me even before we start to do a workout, cause I've been, there's been times when I've like nicked my toe and I almost like biff it. Yeah. Um, but what helps me is to just do step ups. Like I'll do five step ups to be like, okay, I'm like, here's the height. You get used to the height, but I yeah. think you're right of like jumping next to it. Um, and then just progressing, like start with a smaller one until you're comfortable jumping. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes I get so scared of the bigger box jumps that I jump so high that I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to like skin my shin on. (laughs) So I like over jump because I'm too scared of like skinning myself. But I heard when we were talking, I put a post up today about gear and I saw someone posted about um, shin guards guards or whatever. And I was like, well, that's a good idea.
1: Yeah. I had an athlete who was coming for a while to elevation and he would wear shin guards every time we did uh, box and he was like, I've just like, I've just biffed it too many times and it's not worth it. And yeah, I think he had to get stitches once maybe. So if you're really worried about it, go
0: buy some freaking shin guards. Like, that'd be awesome. Do what you gotta do. be proactive. Do what you gotta do anyway. Yeah. Um, so let's wrap up. I am doing my level one this weekend. Oh my gosh. That's this weekend, this weekend. So I was like, I need to get you like a level one present. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Do you have any advice for me? I'm kind of nervous. Uh, like, do it? Do, I don't have to speak in front of a group, do I?
1: <laughs> no, you don't have to speak in front of a group. You're gonna, you're gonna have fun. It's not as hard. Like, I don't know. In my experience, the the thing that was hard about it was like when they ask you to apply. You know, just like anything, it's just like they say, okay, you know, here's the situation. How would you? Like how could you scale this or, you know, something like that. And I think that for most people, if you've been in CrossFit for long enough that you like understand the concept behind scaling, then the level one is pretty straightforward because a lot of what the level one is, is they teach you the foundations of the movements so that you can see like, okay, here's how the, here's how you're supposed to move. Right. And so then like, if you need to break it down for an athlete who's struggling or who needs a modification, you know where to start.
0: Okay. Okay. That's really yeah, it's really not that bad. I'm gonna be at Camille LeBlanc bazinets gym. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. If you
1: see her, just corner her and call I me. Know. I will come up there. And I will interview her on the spot.
0: I am so freaking out. Like if like, I see real,
1: her if you see her, you'd be like, Camille, or will you be here
0: tomorrow? Claire will come up and I like we will interview her. I just can't even. I literally can't even. I'm literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs>
1: you have to it, yeah if she's there don't be afraid to go corner her and be like oh my god I have this podcast and you have to be on it we'll be right back
0: I'll like try to brush up on my French and be like salut Camille <laughs> <Don't>
1: do <that>. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be like oh my god there's there's problems Camille, stranger
0: danger stranger danger. ¿Cómo ça va? Um. Okay. By the way, I want to do a shout out to Ashley Travis, who wrote us this really amazing long email. And I just want to say thank you. She was um, just kind of, I'm not going to go through the email because it's really long, but she wrote this great email about our last episode. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time to write that. And also Blair wrote us about um, getting your partner to do CrossFit. We've covered that in previous episodes. And so I'll write, write you back, Blair, with uh, the, na- the name of that episode. Um, we've talked about that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> of like when your partner doesn't do CrossFit. Yeah. So I'll get the I'll get the um episodes for you for that. Um because like we asked a bunch of questions or we we got a bunch of questions today. I'm sorry we didn't get to all of them. So yeah, it's uh yeah. when do you get back, Claire? Tomorrow night.
1: Tomorrow night, and then I start school again on Monday. It's been my spring break, guys, and it's been amazing oh, you spring break. Have- the best part about going back to grad school has been spring
0: break. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know, right? Spring break for me was Rocky Point. I would go to Rocky Point, Mexico, and I am gosh. very surprised that I'm still living today because of those trips. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know how I... I lived. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I didn't ever have like a – I didn't party in spring break in college at all, but and now I'm – in the desert so yeah but it's been fun go back to grad school so you can go have spring break it's the best i know
0: it's a good reason to do it so um let's see fifteen four is going to be yeah. announced tonight when you guys are listening to this so that's exciting
1: Yay. and it's
0: going to be where this week do we know It's in portland Is isn't portland isn't it? i forget with who
1: scott panchik maybe and somebody else
0: two dudes Two dudes
1: on I'm Googling it.
0: And then the last one is in Vegas, which we were really excited about. And then the last week we're gonna have Leah back on.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. So we're gonna
0: we're gonna do a recap of the open and talk about the celebrations we're doing that the open is over. (laughs) <laughs> Never, Yay! and everyone could go back to living their normal lives except people who are moving on to regionals are going to just be going crazy
1: in which case congratulations
0: <laughs> to you exactly <laughs>
1: yeah we're not worthy we're not worthy
0: <laughs> so yeah did you find it
1: uh no
0: oh I okay
1: get back. <laughs> okay <laughs> it, i'm pretty sure it is in portland though okay but anyway well, so have good fun luck
0: watching on 15, yeah good 4. luck on fifteen four and claire it'll be nice to have you back it's i like i don't know my life is weird without you. Yeah,
1: I'm not in a cave. You can still like text me <laughs> if you want. I feel like I can't text you. I'm that's like hilarious. You can. I'm I'm here for you, Joy. <laughs> oh, All, right. So great. Brad, no. All, All right. right. All right, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right.
0: Bye. Bye.